Have you ever thought to yourself, what is it that will help me stay on fire for God? Have you ever thought, what is it that will keep me in a place of personal revival? Or maybe, what is it that will sustain revival in my city? Well, recently at an event in Jacksonville, North Carolina, the Lord gave me the key to sustained revival. And I'm going to give you the clip of when I shared it with the amazing group up there. Listen in. Thank you for tuning in today to the Caleb Hires podcast. I believe I got a word of wisdom from God tonight for you, like a word of wisdom. You know, there's words of knowledge and then there's words of wisdom. Lance Wall now is someone who walks in words of wisdom and unlocks doors for people. And so he gave me this verse and I've, I've known it before, but he just brought it back to me. This is Proverbs 18, 12, the book of wisdom, right? It says before, you've probably heard this before, but keep your spirit ears on, amen? Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. Humility is step one towards honor. Now, if you know anything about worship, and it's what I do, I've been leading worship for 14 years, believe it or not, at least once a week for 14 years, but a lot more than that, that's the conservative number. And if you did anything 756 times, you'd be good at it by now too. So <laughs> I've been doing it for a long time and I have two services on Sunday, you know, Wednesday, Friday conferences, Saturday conference every week. I just do it all around the world. That's how we met actually in Israel. And so I know a few things about the, the genetic makeups of worship and the way God presents it in His Word. I can't give you all of it. You need to go get the book. But here's just one little nugget I want to give to you, okay? And then are we going to worship again just to end? Okay. Here's a nugget I want to give to you, and it has to do with this verse, that humility comes before honor. Say humility, humility. Before, honor. before honor. And the word worship in the Hebrew is actually the Hebrew word shakal. It's kind of hard to say, but kind of fun too. Let's try it together. Shakal, yeah. Not, I like Shaka Khan a little bit, but shakal, you know, it's sort of similar. Shakal, and that word literally means to bow down, to lay prostrate. You've heard that. But the best definition I've ever heard is it means to place your head below your heart. It means to bow down in such a posture that your head gets below your heart. And let me tell you why that's important. Because God is spirit. God does not speak to your head. I'm sorry. If, you, if you've heard the whole 18-inch drop, if you heard it's in my head but not in my heart, you got it backwards. God speaks to your heart and it bubbles up to your head. Now, you can help him out a little bit. You can help God out a little bit, believe it or not. This is the way God designed you. By humbling yourself and letting wisdom roll downhill. Come on, some of you are going to get this. Some of you are going to get this. If this is your head and this is your heart, God speaks to your heart. Don't make it work. Don't, that's not the mountain that's supposed to be climbed right now. Come on. That's not one of the seven mountains. Your head, your heart to your head. That's not one of the seven mountains, all right? Like, that's not where God's wisdom is supposed to climb. God's wisdom, if you become a worshiper and place your head below your heart, will roll downhill. God wants to give you wisdom for influence. He wants to honor his people, but head, heart, humility comes before honor. The only way you're going to walk in the honor 
that God wants you to walk in is if you have wisdom. You've heard the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That word fear is awe and reverence, the worship of God. It's the beginning of wisdom. Come on, that's why a worshiper is what God wants. John 4, 24. God did not say, Jesus did not say, and just hear me out for a minute, all right? Don't, don't shut me out real quick, because we got this amazing word, and I'm, I'm, I'm ushering that in by what I'm saying to you. It might sound like I'm not, but I am, because it says there will be a revival greater than that, than that of the Great Royals Revival. Now, God did not say, hear me out, God did not say in John 4, talking to the woman at the well, he did not say, come on now. God is spirit, and he's looking for revival. God didn't say that. Jesus did not say, God is spirit, and he's looking for worship. No, God did not say. Jesus is not saying God is looking for worship. What did he say? Jesus said, God is spirit, and he's looking for worshipers. Worshipers. John 4, 24. He's looking for those who would worship him. Because Jesus knows that when you place your head below your heart, he has access to your influence. He has access to the influence he's given you because you humble yourself before the Lord and humility comes before honor. Amen? So, you need to hear this. Revival is the fruit of an atmosphere called worship. Revival is the fruit of an atmosphere called worship. I'm not talking about guitars and singing, even though that is, a, and shofars, beautiful. Those things are amazing, necessary. Music is, I'm, I'm the music guy, all right? I'm, I know it's important. But what I'm telling you is that the posture of your life needs to become a worshiper. You need to wake up in the morning and go, Jesus, I love you. You need to wake up in the morning and say, thank you, Jesus. You need to have your worst day and say, thank you, Jesus. You need to become a worshiper. And many of you are. I'm talking to worshipers. So I'm just confirming something. I came from Tampa, Florida this morning. I got on a plane. I got out of my house at 545 this morning. All right. And I got on two planes. All right. And got in the car and came here to confirm the calling on your life as a worshiper of God. Come on. God is not even looking for prophets or teachers or apostles. God is spirit and he's looking for Come on, help me. Worshippers. Those who will place their head below their heart. Meaning, they will take their understanding and submit it to the Spirit of God. Meaning, you don't understand, but you worship anyway. It means you place what you see with your eyes and your mind way beneath what the Spirit of God has put inside of you. You put your intellect below your spirit. Uh, Brian Simmons of the Passion Translation, who actually endorsed my book. I'm really stoked about that. Um, yeah, so if a Bible translator likes your Bible book, you, you put it on the front of the book, which is what I did. Anyway, he says this, the intellect is not the doorway to the spirit. I'm sorry, the, the intellect is not the doorway to truth. The spirit is. Your intellect is not the doorway to truth. The spirit is. Why? Because the spirit of God reveals what? All Truth. When the Spirit comes, He will reveal all truth. That's Jesus. And Jesus is actually revealed by the Holy Ghost. And Jesus is the person of truth. Truth is a person. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. The word truth is logos, where we get logic from. Jesus is the person of logic. Jesus is logic. Jesus is logical. 
I mean, it can't be logic and be illogical, right? No. Logos is where we get logic from. That's the word. Anyway, I hope I'm not boring you. My point in saying any of this to you tonight, which I'm keeping it very brief, I'm going through the bullet points here, is that if you refuse to place your understanding or misunderstanding in submission to the promises of God over your life, the Spirit of God speaking to you, you will continue to be a stopgap. Hear me now. This might be hurt. This might hurt real good. You might. You will continue to be a stopgap for a revival. You will stop it if it's got to look the way you think it should. If it's got to sound the way you want it to. If it's got to come from your church. If it means you got to be on the worship team, if it means you got to be the one with the microphone, if it means you got to, you got to, if it's got to look like a certain way, if you don't submit that thing through humility, God will not honor you with revival. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. This is the truth because humility comes before honor and worship is to place your head below your heart. Wisdom can roll downhill in that situation. We've been making wisdom work way too hard. <laughs> trying to get up to our head, you know what I'm saying? Because we've placed our intellect. Come on, how many? I'm guilty of this. Are you guilty of this? Placing your understanding above what the, God, the Lord has said to you in your life? I have done that. Uh, maybe not you, but maybe all the other Christians, all those other Christians out there, you know? Not anyone in this room. <laughs> just me, just me. Worship is the atmosphere that revival is birthed from. Worshippers, literally, when you worship, you are seeding the atmosphere. You are impregnating your county with revival when you worship. This is why prayer, intercession, and worship always preceded every single major revival. Did it not? Every single one of them are preceded by prayer and worship, intercession. They're all preceded. Why? Because somebody's got to seed the. Somebody's got to get the atmosphere pregnant with revival. Worship is the atmosphere that the revival is the fruit of. You need to be okay with not being okay. You need to be okay with not understanding everything. You need to be okay with being freaked out by stuff. Come on. I'm talking about sustained revival. I'm going to give you the key right now to sustained revival. Are you ready? Humility. Humility is the key to sustain revival because pride kills it and God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Come on. Come on. But what has happened is we have revival and then it starts to change a little bit. God starts to make it look a little different or God is like kind of hinting that it should even be different. Not even that it changes. But then somebody goes, no, no, nothing can change. God is moving. We can't change it. God is moving. And then what happens? Ah, it stops. Stops hard. Come on, you've seen this? And then scandal comes and all that because they're trying to work it out on their own. Come on, this is, I'm talking about sustained revival, which is actually hastening the day of the Lord, guys. This is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus ruling and reigning as king over the entire earth. And we're supposed to make this place look like heaven so that he likes to hang out here. And heaven is full of worshipers who have no choice. You know that if God came in his fullness in this room, you'd have no choice to worship. You'd have no choice. You'd be on, you would place your head in the sound. You would have no choice. 
God is in his kindness leading us to repentance and letting us have a choice about the thing so that we would choose to love the lover of our soul and we would truly be humble. We would humble ourselves. It says humble yourselves. Doesn't say let God humble you. That's a different thing. Humble yourselves. All right. You don't want God to humble you. No, you do not. Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves, and the honor of revival will be submitted to your influence. That's what it means to release the sound. Humility. 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 You don't need this. You don't need to be the girl. You don't need to be the guy. You don't need your name up on the sign. You don't need nothing except the presence of God manifesting. And let me just say this one last thing. I, I know what we mean when we ask God for his presence. We, I know what we mean by that. But I heard a, an amazing man named Graham Cook. If you don't know Graham Cook, you need to know. British guy. He said, we, we should stop praying for the presence and start practicing it. And I think he's totally right. Don't pray for the presence. Practice it. Practice it. I'm talking about the manifest presence of God that when two or more gather, right? There's, there's levels of the presence. I know that. We're talking about manifestations. But let's not pray for it. Let's practice it. How are we going to practice it? Through humility. Humility is the practice of the presence of God. Humility is the practice of the presence of God because he gives what to the humble? Grace. Come on supernatural breaking out of grace which is where the sick get healed it's where i mean you, what is revival except the inbreaking of god's kingdom on this king in this kingdom right and this is the pathway i'm giving you the channel i'm giving you the the i don't know i see like a pipeline it's a pipeline that that god's spirit can flow through and let revival out the pipeline is humility he's looking for a humble people who will say yes no matter what it looks like no matter what it looks like. I believe I got a word of wisdom from God tonight for you. Like a word of wisdom. You know, there's words of knowledge and then there's words of wisdom. Lance Wall now is someone who walks in words of wisdom and unlocks doors for people. And so he gave me this verse. and I've, I've known it before, but he just brought it back to me. This is Proverbs 18, 12. The book of wisdom, right? It says before, you've probably heard this before, but keep your spirit ears on. Amen. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. Humility is step one towards honor. Now, if you know anything about worship, and it's what I do. I've been leading worship for 14 years, believe it or not, at least once a week for 14 years, but a lot more than that. That's the conservative number. And if you did anything 756 times, you'd be good at it by now, too. So <laughs> I've been doing it for a long time. And I have two services on Sunday, you know, Wednesday, Friday conferences, Saturday conference every week. I just do it all around the world. That's how we met, actually, in Israel. And so I know a few things about the, the genetic makeups of worship and the way God presents it in his word. I can't give you all of it. You need to go get the book. But here's just one little nugget I want to give to you. Okay. And then are we going to worship again just to end? Okay. Here's a nugget I want to give to you. And it has to do with this verse. That humility comes before honor. Say humility, humility. Before, honor. before honor. 
And the word worship in the Hebrew is actually the Hebrew word shakal. It's kind of hard to say, but kind of fun too. Let's try it together. Shakal, yeah. Not I like Shaka Khan a little bit, but Shakal, you know, it's sort of similar. Shaka, and that word literally means to bow down, to lay prostrate. You've heard that. But the best definition I've ever heard is it means to place your head below your heart. It means to bow down in such a posture that your head gets below your heart. And let me tell you why that's important. Because God is spirit. God does not speak to your head. I'm sorry. If, you, if you've heard the whole 18-inch drop, if you heard it's in my head but not in my heart, you got it backwards. God speaks to your heart and it bubbles up to your head. Now you can help him out a little bit. You can help God out a little bit, believe it or not. This is the way God designed you. By humbling yourself. And letting wisdom roll downhill. Come on, some of you are going to get this. Some of you are going to get this. If this is your head and this is your heart, God speaks to your heart. Don't make it work. Don't. That's not the mountain that's supposed to be climbed right now. Come on. That's not one of the seven mountains. Your head, your heart, to your head. That's not one of the seven mountains. All right. Like, that's not where God's wisdom is supposed to climb. God's wisdom, if you become a worshiper and place your head below your heart will roll downhill. God wants to give you wisdom for influence. He wants to honor his people, but head, heart, humility comes before honor. The only way you're going to walk in the honor that God wants you to walk in is if you have wisdom. You've heard the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That word fear is awe and reverence, the worship of God. It's the beginning of wisdom. Come on, that's why a, a worshiper is what God wants. John 4, 24. God did not say, Jesus did not say, and just hear me out for a minute, all right? Don't, don't shut me out real quick. Because we got this amazing word. And I'm, I'm, I'm ushering that in by what I'm saying to you. It might sound like I'm not, but I am. Because it says there will be a revival greater than that, than that of the Great Royals Revival. Now, God did not say, hear me out. God did not say in John 4, talking to the woman at the well, he did not say, Come on, man. Yep. God is spirit and he's looking for revival. God didn't say that. Jesus did not say, God is spirit and he's looking for worship. Yeah. No, God did not say, he's, Jesus is not saying God is looking for worship. What did he say? Jesus said, God is spirit and he's looking for worshipers. Worshipers. John 4, 24. He's looking for those who would worship him. Because Jesus knows that when you place your head below your heart, he has access to your influence. He has access to the influence he's given you because you humble yourself before the Lord and humility comes before honor. Amen? So, you need to hear this. Revival is the fruit of an atmosphere called worship. Revival is the fruit of an atmosphere called worship. I'm not talking about guitars and singing, even though that is, a, and shofars, beautiful. Those things are amazing, necessary. Music is, I'm, I'm the music guy, all right? I'm, I know it's important. But what I'm telling you is that the posture of your life needs to become a worshiper. 
You need to wake up in the morning and go, Jesus, I love you. You need to wake up in the morning and say, thank you, Jesus. You need to have your worst day and say, thank you, Jesus. You need to become a worshiper. And many of you are. I'm talking to worshipers. So I'm just confirming something. I came from Tampa, Florida this morning. I got on a plane. I got out of my house at 545 this morning. All right. And I got on two planes. All right. And got in the car and came here to confirm the calling on your life as a worshiper of God. Come on. God is not even looking for prophets or teachers or apostles. God is spirit and he's looking for. Come on. Help me. Worshippers. Those who will place their head below the heart, meaning they will take their understanding and submit it to the Spirit of God. Meaning you don't understand, but you worship anyway. It means you place what you see with your eyes and your mind way beneath what the Spirit of God has put inside of you. You put your intellect below your spirit. Uh, Brian Simmons of the Passion Translation, who actually endorsed my book. I'm really stoked about that. Um, Yeah, so if a Bible translator likes your Bible book, you... You put it on the front of the book, which is what I did. Anyway, he says this, the intellect is not the doorway to the spirit. I'm sorry, the, the intellect is not the doorway to truth. The spirit is. Your intellect is not the doorway to truth. The spirit is. Why? Because the spirit of God reveals what? All truth. When the spirit comes, he will reveal all truth. That's Jesus. And Jesus is actually revealed by the Holy Ghost. And Jesus is the person of truth. Truth is a person. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. The word truth is logos, where we get logic from. Jesus is the person of logic. Jesus is logic. Jesus is logical. I mean, he can't be logic and be illogical, right? Logos is where we get logic from. That's the word. Anyway, I hope I'm not boring you. My point in saying any of this to you tonight, which I'm keeping it very brief. I'm going through the bullet points here is that if you refuse to place your understanding or misunderstanding in submission to the promises of God over your life, the Spirit of God speaking to you, you will continue to be a stopgap. Hear me now. This might be hurt. This might hurt real good. You, might, you will continue to be a stopgap for revival. You will stop it. If it's got to look the way you think it should. If it's got to sound the way you want it to. If it's got to come from your church. (laughs) If it means you got to be on the worship team. If it means you got to be the one with the microphone. If it means you got to, you got to. If it's got to look like a certain way. If you don't submit that thing through humility, God will not honor you with revival. I'm trying to help you. (laughs) I'm trying to help you. This is the truth because humility comes before honor and worship is to place your head below your heart. Wisdom can roll downhill in that situation. We've been making wisdom work way too hard. (laughs) Trying to get up to our head, you know what I'm saying? Because we've placed our intellect. Come on, how many? I'm guilty of this. Are you guilty of this? Placing your understanding above what the the Lord has said to you in your life? I have done that. Uh, maybe not you, but maybe all the other Christians, all those other Christians out there, you know, not anyone in this room. <laughs> just me, just me. Worship is the atmosphere that revival is birthed from. Worshippers, literally, when you worship, you are seeding the atmosphere. You are impregnating your county with revival when you worship. 
This is why prayer, intercession, and worship always preceded every single major revival. Did it not? Every single one of them are preceded by prayer and worship, intercession. They're all preceded. Why? Because somebody's got to seed the. Somebody's got to get the atmosphere pregnant with revival. Worship is the atmosphere that the revival is the fruit of. You need to be okay with not being okay. You need to be okay with not understanding everything. You need to be okay with being freaked out by stuff. Come on. I'm talking about sustained revival. I'm going to give you the key right now to sustained revival. Are you ready? Humility. Humility is the key to sustain revival. Because pride kills it. And God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Come on. Come on. But what has happened is we have revival. And then it starts to change a little bit. God starts to make it look a little different. Or God is like kind of hinting that it should even be different. Not even that it changes. But then somebody goes, no, no, nothing can change. God is moving. We can't change it. God is moving. And then what happens? Ah, it stops. Stops hard. Come on, you've seen this? And then scandal comes and all that because they're trying to work it out on their own. Come on, this is, I'm talking about sustained revival, which is actually hastening the day of the Lord, guys. This is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus ruling and reigning as king over the entire earth. And we're supposed to make this place look like heaven so that he likes to hang out here. And heaven is full of worshipers who have no choice. You know that if God came in his fullness in this room, you'd have no choice to worship. You'd have no choice. You'd be on, you would place your head in the sound. You would have no choice. God is in his kindness leading us to repentance and letting us have a choice about the thing so that we would choose to love the lover of our soul and we would truly be humble. We would humble ourselves. It says humble yourselves. Doesn't say let God humble you. That's a different thing. Humble yourselves. All right. You don't want God to humble you. No, you do not. Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves, and the honor of revival will be submitted to your influence. That's what it means to release the sound. Humility. 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 You don't need this. You don't need to be the girl. You don't need to be the guy. You don't need your name up on the sign. You don't need nothing except the presence of God manifesting. And let me just say this one last thing. I, I know what we mean when we ask God for his presence. We, I know what we mean by that. But I heard a, an amazing man named Graham Cook. If you don't know Graham Cook, you need to know. British guy. He said, we, we should stop praying for the presence and start practicing it. And I think he's totally right. Don't pray for the presence. Practice it. Practice it. I'm talking about the manifest presence presence of God that when two or more gathered, right? There's there's levels of the presence. I know that. We're talking about manifestations. But let's not pray for it. Let's practice it. How are we going to practice it? Through humility. Humility is the practice of the presence of God. Humility is the practice of the presence of God because he gives what to the humble? Grace. Come on. Supernatural breaking out of grace, which is where the sick get healed. It's where, I mean, you, what is revival except the inbreaking of God's kingdom on this king, in this kingdom, right? And this is the pathway. I'm giving you the channel. 
I'm giving you the, the I don't know, I see like a pipeline. It's a pipeline that, that God's spirit can flow through and let revival out. The pipeline is humility. He's looking for a humble people who will say yes no matter what it looks like. No matter what it looks like. Thank you for tuning in today and listening to that clip. May the Lord bless you as you place humility in your heart and walk in a way that releases honor into your lives. Check out more material like this at calebhires.com and I will see you at an event soon.